Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Promise, and we are so glad you could join us. However, before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today. I just thank you for giving us the opportunity to be your people, Lord, and that you are our Father, God. And Lord, I also just thank you for blessing us abundantly and showing us how we can be one, Lord, so that we can enter into your rest, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. It's good to have you with us as we get back into the Word and dive deeper into the book of Hebrews. We're in chapter 4, still covering verses 11 through 16. So either whether you're joining us for the first time or you're rejoining us, I just want to encourage you to take this opportunity to pause the episode and read that section of Scripture just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen. 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 All right, and at this time, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and saying to you, and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, LaCharles. And I'd like to take us to, we'll start in verse 13, then read verse 15. And there's no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize sympathize with their weakness but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin sorry a bit tongue-tied there yeah sympathize okay go ahead and how what we understand here and how the lord was showing and explaining it to me is that um and mama you talked about this as well that for those who love christ to be examined by him is no problem meaning that if in the example of a child, when you know you're on the up and up, it doesn't matter if somebody comes to check oh, you out. So, well, That's there's right. a difference. There's That's a difference right. in what you just said there, sir. Yes. It's not just if you love right, the Lord, right? Or, and we'll put it in natural terms, a child loving a parent. It's also if you are pure, clean before them. You, are you know you're doing what exactly. you're supposed to be doing. You don't mind who comes and checks. It's like when you drive down the street, if you've got insurance... Your driver's license is in good standing. You're doing the speed limit. You're not driving recklessly. You don't mind if a police officer drives next to you or passes you or looks at your license plate, right? Nope. If your your tags and everything are in order, you could care less because he ain't going to find nothing wrong, right? Yes. Well, how much more so our great high priest? We are his and we belong to him. And if we're yielded to him, it's a blessing for him to look and as we are going to be, we are in the process of being refined. I want the Lord to get out his magnifying glass because I know he's not coming to do me harm. He's coming Amen. to do me good. And so look, Lord, please tell me now, because I would surely hate to find out later at the great white throne judgment that there was a speck or a flaw in me that's going to keep me out of the kingdom of God. Tell me now, sir, so we can get it together. So we can deal with that. And then I want to get in the kingdom and not just barely by the skin of my teeth. I have plans. Amen. I have a request before my heavenly father of what I'd like to receive in my entrance into heaven. And so I want him to do everything that needs to be done so we can meet that goal. So tell me now, Lord, tell me now. Not when it's yes, too late. Mommy. 
Yes. Uh-huh. And I'd like to bring us to another scripture, which will be Ezekiel 8, um, and where he's talking about the abominations in the temple. Um, and I'll start inside of verse 3. He stretched out the form of a hand and took me by the lock of my hair, and the Spirit lifted me up between heaven and earth, earth and heaven, sorry, and brought me in visions of God to Jerusalem, to the door of the north gate of the inner court, where the seat of the image of jealousy was, which provokes to jealousy. And behold, the glory of the God of Israel was there, like the vision that I saw on the plain. Then he said to me, Son of man, lift your eyes now towards the north. So I lifted my eyes towards the north, and there, north of the altar gate, was this image of jealousy in the entrance. Furthermore, he said to me, Son of man, do you see what they are doing, the great abominations that the house of Israel commits here, to make me go far away from my sanctuary? Now turn again, and you will see greater abominations. So he brought me to the door of the court, and when I looked, there was a hole in the wall. Then he said to me, Son of man, dig into the wall. And when I dug into the wall, there was a door. And he said to me, Go in and see the wicked abominations which they are doing there. So I went in and saw, and there, every sort of creeping thing, abominable beast, and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed all around on the walls. And there stood before them seventy men of the elders of the house of Israel, and in their midst stood Jezaniah, the son of Shephim. Each man had a censer in his hand, and a thick cloud of incense went up. Then he said to me, Son of man, have you seen what the elders of the house of Israel do in the dark, every man in the room of his idols? For they say, the Lord does not see me. The Lord has forsaken the land. And I'll stop there. We know that they con- that the Lord continues to show them various things, but various um, abominations. abominations that they're uh-huh. d- doing. Mm-hmm. But we see here inside their minds and in their hearts, they thought the Lord didn't see them. They thought that the Lord had forsaken them and that they're doing their own thing in that instance. But we have to also understand is that the Lord is always watching us. For children, sometimes the tendency would be that once you're an adult and you move out, you can do whatever you want. But that's not true. And as you and dad always tell us, mama, that once you move out and become an adult, that's when you have your first light bill. When you forget <laughs> to leave those lights on, you see that bill coming sliding no, no, across the table. When you forget to shut them off. That's yes. Right. And that, that bill goes up significantly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You want to swim like a dolphin? A mermaid in the shower? <laughs> that water bill? Yep. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. how inside of our faulty thinking as children, we think that that's the epitome of what we should strive for, that we can do whatever we want. And as humans, I know for myself, that's been my perspective as well. I was think, okay, Lord, I'll do this assignment that I'm going to do what I want. I got this. And that's how I thought of it. I was feeling myself on by saying, once I'm out of this and doing what the Lord wants me to do in this instance, then I can do what I want. It'll have plenty of time <laughs> for me later. <laughs> then I'll be able to turn and sin, and it'll be all right. So, so let's let's look at that, right? Because there's there's a lot in what you read and in what you said, right? But let's and in the past few episodes, couple episodes, we've talked about a, two different things, right? One, as you said, entering into the rest, which means we cannot do it of our own strength, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then two, allowing the Lord to, well, I'll say us examining our hearts before the Lord, but allowing the Lord through his word divide, as as it says, right, of the word of God. It's sharper than a two-edged sword, even to the division of soul and spirit. Okay? Yes. yes. So let's, let's examine that for a moment because, right, verse 11, he's talking about entering, Paul here is, writing to the Jews of the day about entering the Lord's rest. 
and what it looks like, right? And But he even goes back to creation, how the Lord himself ceased from doing his works at the appropriate time, right? But what were the works that he did? It was creation, as the Father had dictated, right? Because we know this about Jesus. He does nothing except for what his Father says and what he sees his Father do, right? Yes. Yes. So, so then there is the other aspect as it pertains to us here on earth, uh, in the choosing ground. Are we going to choose the Lord to say what he says to say and to do what he commands us to do? Or are we going to do our own thing, which is getting to what you were just bringing up, right? Are we going to do it of our own strength or attempt to do things of our own strength? Or are we going to be led by his spirit? So we can look throughout scripture. Let's get an understanding of this, right? Because it, it matters. This whole section here lines up with what we find in Colossians 2, starting in verse 14, right? I'll, I'll just read that. It says, actually, I'll start in verse 13. And you being dead in your trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven in you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken us or taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So let no one judge you in food or drink regarding your festival or new moon or Sabbaths. Right, And it continues, uh, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. Let no one cheat you out of your reward, taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind and not holding fast to the head, from whom all the body, nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments, grows with the increase that is from God. Therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourself to regulations? Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which all concern things which perish the using according to the commandments and doctrines of men. These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion, false humility and neglect of the body, but there are of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. So we see there, as, as you brought up, honey, honey, the works of the flesh and the works of the Lord, right? Yes. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. That's what Ephesians 6 says, 6.14, I believe. 6.17. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. And what is the Word of God? It's this Bible. But it also started out with the Torah, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, right? As given from the Lord through Moses, right? Yes. Now, what does the Lord say of Moses? He was faithful. Uh, and all his house. Okay. Okay. But he also says of Moses concerning the people that they look to Moses for their salvation in the law, right? In yes. the written word. 
But he says, but Moses is the one standing at you, condemning you in the judgment, right? Yes. And you already see that written in Deuteronomy. Uh, I'll start in verse 24. So it was when Moses had, uh, this is Deuteronomy 31, starting in verse 24. So it was when Moses completed writing the words of this law in a book when they were finished. And Moses commanded the Levites who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, saying, Take this book of the law and put it beside of the covenant of the Lord your God, that it may be there as a witness against you. For I know your rebellion and your stiff neck. If today, while I am yet alive with you, you have been rebellious against the Lord, then how much more after my death? And then he says, Gather me all the elders of your tribes and of your officers, that I may speak these words in their hearing and call heaven and earth to witness against you. So, in these, both these sections of scripture that we're reading in Hebrews and in Colossians, he's writing about the same thing. How Jesus took all that upon himself, his own words, right? Which is the thing that people have attempted to live by out of the flesh, not out of the spirit. Moses, again, faithful in in the Lord's house, right? Also demonstrated what it looked like to walk that out. Where Jesus was faithful in all the Lord's house, both heaven and earth, right? Or the heavens and earth showing us exactly what it meant to live out the law, right? So we understood our flesh, but he did not engage his flesh or in fleshly things, okay? Yes, Dan. So in a previous episode, we talked about even with parents and children, right? They can replicate some things, but then there's also a deeper element of gaining not just the wisdom and knowledge for the action, but... With that, getting understanding, what's required, when it's required, all those things, right? Which is what Jesus did, how he lived out his life, how he showed us properly what living out the law looks like. He said, I didn't come to abolish the law, right? Yes. But to fulfill it, he showed us what it looked like, okay? Yes. So, again, with a parent to a child... A child can grow up in the home, right? Yes. But be very, very much in opposition or rebellious to their natural parents, right? Yes. Yes. Are they still, in in all actuality, especially when they grow up and they have their own place, as we're talking about here in this episode, are they still technically part of the family? Or have they removed themselves? Um, by biological factors, yes, they're still part of the family. But as far as engaging in an active relationship with their parents or their siblings, no. Unless they choose to. Okay. And and choosing to requires what? Effort. It does require Change. effort. Change in what, sir? Change in their attitudes and actions. Towards who? Their parents and everybody else. Okay. But change from within, from their heart, what they thought of or how they interpreted certain things yes. needs to be addressed, right? That cleaning up, hence what the Lord says about 
examining ourselves, but also what his word does. It, he knows the thoughts and intents of the heart. His sword, the word of God, divides from joints and marrow, right? That's yes. how sharp it is. And it's a vision of soul and spirit. What is of the Lord and what is not? Which side will we be on? Again, there's this dividing. There's this, and division comes from choice. Where is our heart before the Lord? Are we in alignment and in his divine order? And that's how we enter into his rest. Or are we in opposition? And those in opposition do not get to enter into his rest, which is why he says, all who are Israel are not of Israel. It goes to that same thing we were just talking about, if you will, a natural example of a parent and a child. Just because they are born, have a biological connection to, right? Grew yes. up in the house does not mean that they are part of the family, if you will. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. What is the relationship like? Now, parents are are more willing to accept and receive the children, right? But the children, the child is the one that has to make that choice of if they will maintain that relationship with their parents or if they will sever it. Yes. And yes, I understand in natural terms, relationships work both ways. But using it in, as a, albeit, I'll say poor example of our relationship with the Lord, because his arms are always open towards us. All, the Father, our Heavenly Father, is always ready and willing to receive us as his children and to forgive us when our heart is towards him, when we truly repent and draw near to him. Then he draws near to us, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So in that similarity... Parents are ready and willing to receive their children. But you you don't know yet. But you'll you will find in life, right? Natural life, that it's not the parents who change so much. It's the child who gains a, a greater understanding and their heart changes towards their parents and the standard that their parents have had all along. Okay? Yeah. For good, for good parents. There for are for bad good parents. parents. Yes, there absolutely. There are bad there parents are bad. who are absolutely bad all the time, and they're, they stay bad. Yes, and I'm talking about the parents that are in line and in tune okay. and in divine order with the Lord. Amen to that, then. So, just so we can get a better understanding. Yes. So, what else the, do you have to share, sir? Or, I just want to say this real quick. A keen difference is with natural parents, there are flaws. Absolutely. Because they're humans. However, with our Heavenly Father, there is no flaw. So he's never the one who has to apologize or repent for anything. And it's if there's a distance between us and God, the distance is on our part. Because we create on his. Amen. So we got to keep he's that smoking. straight. We might have some rotten, bad parents that are in the natural. has nothing to do with who God is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now, we, as you were saying, speaking about all this, Dad, that we have to love the Lord. As our, yes, as our Heavenly Father, that's how He wants us to love Him, but also 
we shouldn't try to stiff arm him when he tries to love us and as he's examining us um going back to how when you know you're not doing anything wrong you don't mind being examined but when you know something's not quite right when you know you haven't done your chores to the full standard then then there's some issues that are going to occur regardless and so when we understand that as the lord is examining us he is examining us so that way we can deal with all those things and as you and mommy often tell us is that you're telling us all how to better ourselves so that way when we're adults our places don't fall into disarray and we aren't essentially hobos on the street Mm -hmm. how we can go and succeed and fly in life but if we're unwilling to listen to that then we won't be able to succeed if i refuse to listen to how to cook my own food or even how to go get a job and how to apply and stay at a job then i can assure myself that it's not going to work out as i hoped it will never be easier in in your life than it is right now in in this place right Mm -hmm. Yes. So if there's such difficulty, if there's such resistance in receiving the wisdom, the knowledge, the guidance, the instruction, right? And the admonition when required, right? Yes. There is expect much difficulty outside of this place. Okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. So get everything you need while it's there. Now I say that because it's identical as with the Lord and in his house whose house we are, right? He lives and dwells in us. So let's receive everything that we need along the way, the journey, right, with him for every leg of the journey. Mm -hmm. And remember that the Lord only corrects those who he loves. Amen. He's not busting in anybody else's door down to correct their children if thus not, those aren't, they don't make themselves a part of his family. So he's, if he's taking the time to look and examine you, and to offer restoration, repentance, and opportunity for correction, it's because he loves you. Now, he does love everybody, and his arms are open to everyone, but everyone has not received him. So, appreciate that as well. Amen. Yes, mommy. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you're always examining us, Lord, to strengthen us and to make us better inside of you, Lord, that you point out the impurities that are inside of our lives, Lord, so that way we can deal with it, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you always come to us in love, Lord, that you're always gracious and loving towards us, Lord, as we strive to enter into your rest, Lord, and to enter into what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.